Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, September 12th. It was a glorious Sunday in the NFL. A tremendous Week one, I spent about eight hours watching football, and it's crazy that the most boring game of the day, Tampa Bay 19, Dallas 3, emerges with the biggest news. It broke late last night. If you went to bed early because you fell asleep on the sofa watching paint dry, I mean Tampa Bay, Dallas, then you didn't see it. Dak Prescott gets his hand busted in the fourth quarter. By Shaq Barrett, who's just charging with his hands up. Dak finishes the throwing motion right into Shaq Barrett's paws. Dak, broken bone of sort. It's unclear which bone it is right now, but in his throwing hand, he will have to miss weeks due to surgery. Now, Dallas is keeping it very close to the vest, as you can imagine, but they're just labeling it a few weeks right now. Cowboys fans have gone from, you know, should we should we go to the ledge to oh my gosh it's over season toast we have to elevate a guy Cooper Rush who was just cut in the preseason they just pulled him up from the practice squad Cooper Rush will get the start against Cincinnati on Sunday unless of course unless Rob Jimmy G feels like 
I'm, I'm ready to go to Dallas. And Jerry Jones says, Brent, come on down. We need Jimmy Garoppolo to save our season. Uh, Dallas fans, all of a sudden, inept showing against Tampa. Only team in the NFL not to score a touchdown opening Sunday. Registered just one explosive play of over 20 yards that came in garbage time to Noah Brown from Cooper Rush. And now you got to keep up with the Bengals and what should be a track meet after that at the New York Giants. And how about the Giants and Brian Dayball? Team, we've hyped the hell on this podcast. Dayball shows up. They're down 13-0. They make a great comeback. Saquon Barkley getting loose. Saquon Barkley, remember him? First 50-yard carry in over three years. He looked tremendous against the Titans, and, and they survived going for two. Uh, awesome. Listen, the Giants are going to be plucky this year. Uh, they, they were throwing to somebody named Richie James. I never heard of him. Never heard of this guy. Legit. Don't know who he is. He got triple the amount of targets of Kenny Galladay. So Dallas will face Cincinnati, then the Giants, then Washington, which had a nice come-from-behind win against Jacksonville. I thought Jacksonville was better. Uh, you know, Rob and I have talked. We were not really surprised by anything that happened Sunday. I think if you're looking for just the biggest surprise, the Rams getting their teeth kicked in at home on Thursday was number one. And for me, it, it was Jacksonville not being able to win that game. They were the better side. They should have won. But Washington and Wentz, Wentz looked pretty good. I mean, he had some highs and lows. He had some bad turnovers, but a couple of impressive TD throws. The kid Jahan Dotson caught two of them. Um, and Washington got a win. So now you've got to face a Cincinnati team that just went to the Super Bowl. you got to face a Giants team that's 1-0. You got Washington, and after that, oh, by the way, you're traveling to the Rams, West Coast trip. And after that, you got to go back east for Sunday Night Football against Philly. How many of those games will Dak miss? That remains to be seen, but the Cowboys have millions of problems right now. They had a guard who suffered, I believe, a high ankle sprain. He's out four to weeks, uh, maybe four or more weeks. You're looking at basically a walking wounded Cowboys team where it's like, we want to run the football. Well, you can't behind that offensive line. C.D. Lamb, are you ready? And maybe what was the big, we knew C.D. Lamb would struggle, right? We talked about it on the pod, like it's different going from number two opposite Amari, where you're not facing a million number one cornerbacks, you're not the focus of the defense, to being the number one with no Michael Gallup. Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz led the Cowboys in receiving. C.D. Lamb, this is staggering, 11 targets, he had two catches for 29 yards. I have it down as zero second-half catches for C.D. Lamb. Zero. I know a lot of people took him in, like, the second round of their fantasy uh, draft. That that's, that's just not good. And the kid Tolbert that they drafted, the burner who was supposed to have some promise, not even active for week one. Um, it's just it's bad news all around for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, listen, Jerry Jones, bless his heart, guy dominated the 90s, helped turn the Cowboys into the America's team. I don't think there was an America's team. Rob, was there in the NFL before Dallas? I don't think so. I mean, 49ers? I don't I don't think so. But I, he basically turned them into America's team, and they haven't done jack squat since. I don't want to say the season's over at this point, but I said they wouldn't be a playoff team, and I will stand by that. Um, I'm not going to go out there on a limb and say, hey, they're in the Bryce Young sweepstakes, but... The Dallas Cowboys and the Dak Prescott injury, Rob, essentially caps just a horrific football weekend for the state of Texas. The Cowboys lose. The Texans choke away a big lead and end up tying. The Texas Longhorns should have beat Alabama, couldn't pull it off. The Baylor Bears lose at BYU. And 
Texas A&M loses to App State. What historic futility in the state of Texas over the weekend capped Rob by the Dak Prescott injury, which is going to send many, many Cowboys fans into a spiral of sadness to start the NFL season. Well, that's an understatement. That's an understatement early this Monday morning. Um, Look, I know you're not going to say it because you have, you know, now that you're on the herd, you're a bit more reputable than the most rest of us. But the Dallas Cowboys are officially in the CJ Stroud sweepstakes, in my opinion. Um, I, 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 before the season started, I had the Philadelphia Eagles winning that division. Um, even before it became a trendy thing. I just liked a lot of the moves they made, their offseason acquisitions, A.J. Brown, the def- the guys on defense. I thought they were primed to take over that division. I thought the Cowboys lost a lot of guys. I didn't like the offensive line. To your point, I wasn't a fan of C.D. Lamb as the number one receiver just yet. Um, if you recall, maybe uh, the listeners at least, when you were off that week vacationing, I said one guy I'm not drafting in fantasy this year, C.D. Lamb. And that was before the Dak Prescott injury. This is conservatively, conservatively, a four to six week injury, according to you know the the Twitter doctors that were pouring in. Oh yeah, overnight. oh the Twitter doctors are always spot on. I yeah. mean, they're they're right a lot more often than you would think. But let's say it is four to six weeks, right? Cooper Rush, to your point, got cut and reactivated on Saturday. He uh, he did beat the Vikings last year, I think, right in a Sunday night football I, game. I thought it was, Gu- was, it was, was like the Gucci Danucci who did it. I don't remember. I mean, the, oh, but Gucci. Did, they did have a, they have nickname. they have arguably the worst. I think I saw backup. him at Home Depot. <laughs> I think he was work. I think he got me some some stuff at Home Depot over the weekend. Gucci Danucci. I'm not sure. They have one of the worst backup quarterback situations um, in the league. And do you call Jimmy G, Rob? You know what? You and I were talking about this before we started recording. I'm gonna say no. And well, excuse me. Dallas should call about Jimmy G, but if I'm well, he has a no trade, if right? I, yes, but if I'm Jimmy G, yeah. I say no. I would say no as well. I, I just it doesn't make sense, right? It does not. Like, w- listen, I, I I could do 20 minutes right now on how bad Trey Lance was, and I know people and Cal uh, 49ers fans are getting to Cowboys fans levels of go- like going to extreme lengths to act like Trey Lance didn't have a a pretty bad debut in Chicago. For starters, Rob. Yes, we all know the game was played in the monsoon. We also know there was no George Kittle, the safety blanket. We also know that Justin Fields had to play in that garbage conditions. We also know the 49ers had a 10-0 lead. And the problem for me with Lance Rob, he was a one-read guy, kind of like Jalen Hurts at times. If they take away my first read, I'm tucking and running. And that resulted in 13 carries for Lance. Way too many. That's unsustainable. He took some brutal hits. Roquan Smith jacked him up and then stood over him at one point. And, like, I don't know what Shanahan was doing. Like, up 10 nothing, you should get out of Chicago with a win. And then Lance just inspired no confidence. Funny, you mentioned Cowherd. He happened to call me as Lance is melting down. And I said, Colin, like, if this is a three-point game with three minutes left, why don't you put in Jimmy G to get the win? The, the Miami did it last year with Fitzpatrick and Tua. He's like, no, you got to let him sink or swim. And, and on some level, I'm, I'm with that. Like, throw your kid into the deep end. He's just got he's to figure it out, you know? I, I read an amazing uh, story about this dad who was like some kind of hockey player back in the day. And his kids did not really want to learn how to skate. So he took him out to the middle of the ice and said, 
I'm not coming out to get you. You've got to get out. And they cried and cried. And um, some other parents were like, dude, how could you do this to your kid? He's like, just leave me alone. Kids ended up figuring out how to skate. And they turned out incredible. One made like the hockey national team. Another got a, uh, one of the daughters got like a full ride in college hockey or something. And like, yeah, you sometimes you just got to figure it out. It's going to suck and it's going to be tough. And maybe that's what Shanahan is doing. But for a team that just went to the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, just went to the Super Bowl a few years ago and just went to the NFC Championship last year and is very close, Rob, it, it's, it just feels like they're going to take a massive step back if, if Trey Lance can't figure it out. And, and this game against Seattle this week, we'll see what happens with Seattle tonight against Denver. But you can't go down 0-2. That, that just cannot happen for Trey Lance. And I know that everybody's sweating the deck thing, and I get that. But, Rob, i got to be honest. I think right now the 49ers a little more interesting. And we'll get to the Packers. I mean, geez, we haven't even touched on that. Um, I, I, I'm stunned. And, and I will say this. It was a good gambling day for me. I went 4-1 and in the contest. That, that's like $4 million in Vegas. Should have been 5-0. The Eagles screwed me because they can't hold a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. That's what the Lions do. They're backdoor kings. That being said, teasers hurt. Rob, Colts, all you got to do is win the game. Niners, all you got to do is win the game. And both could not win the game. And that was a killer for me on the teaser front. Um, I don't know. You, you more concerned with Trey Lance and the Niners or Dak and the Cowboys? Uh, well, before I answer that question, let me just say that I um, saw your picks on Instagram, and so I decided to tweet, hey, I can't afford to get into the circuit contest, <laughs> and even if I could, I'm not confident enough in myself to do it, but just for fun, I'm going to pick five games, too, and I went three and one oh, heading nice. into Monday night because I have... Uh, who, who was the loss? The Raiders, plus oh, three and a half. Gosh, you picked your team. Plus three and a half, and then, you know... Well, they went for the two point conversion. I would have had it. I would have had it, but it's all good. Yeah, you'd be undefeated. Um, to answer your question, I am more concerned if I'm a 49ers fan because I didn't expect the Dallas Cowboys to be a contender this year, anyways. Um, for all the reasons that we've spoken about in the weeks leading up to opening night, it was the offensive line is a mash unit. That was before the left guard got out for another six weeks. So it was all, a bad unit got worse. That was with C.D. Lamb taking over as number one receiver, even though he hasn't shown yet up until this point any kind of ability to thrive as the number one. All of his best plays in the last year or two have been opposite Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, him in the slot, that kind of stuff. Um, but San Francisco, that roster, as we've seen in two of the last three years, is Super Bowl ready now. Like, mm -hmm. they, they don't need to wait for Trey Lance to develop. And it's funny that you mentioned when you and Colin spoke on Sunday about, hey, you got to let him sink or swim. That's, you know, you got to roll with it. I agree with that sentiment. The problem is the way Kyle Shanahan was calling that game, which I watched every minute of because you only get two games at a time here in LA unless you got the direct TV package. They weren't letting him sink or swim. Kyle Shanahan showed zero faith, in my opinion, in Trey Lance's ability as a quarterback. They were very conservative with their play calls. To your point, Trey Lance, even when he had passing options, it was one read and go. And if I'm a 49ers fan, I don't know if I have the patience to wait for him. I don't think I can tolerate getting off to a 2-4 and four start. And hopefully he figures it out by midseason. Well, just to just to say, 
I, I would largely agree with that, but I also want to point out that the contenders in the NFC, the perceived top teams according to the uh, gambling odds, Packers got smoked. I think they got smoked. We'll get to them in a minute. Tampa Bay did get the win. Dallas was up there. They now lost their quarterback, so you, you could knock them down a peg. Um, and there was one other team. It's uh, got to be the Eagles, I right? I mean, the, well, no, the Eagles got the no, win. Oh, I'm sorry, the Rams. Yeah, yeah okay. Rams. Well, I'll say the Eagles. The so Eagles got a ton of money on them, um, according to BetMGM. Eagles, yeah. yeah. So now we're looking at Dallas down, Rams down, Green Bay. We'll see, and I'll, and like, I don't know. Maybe San Fran's not in that bad of shape, and you can afford a loss or two here. Remember, there's an extra playoff team. Yeah, I I mean I guess, but. I, I, because you and I watch, I mean, you can never afford. Yeah, because I, I you and I watch the game, and I know people are going to say, "Oh, well, his stats don't look that bad." You know, I mean, especially considering he was in a monsoon. He, you know, he he ran for a few. He was a leading rusher. And, you know, uh, Elijah Mitchell got knocked out early, and and George Kittle didn't play, and blah blah blah. But it's like if you watch the game, he did not look like an NFL quarterback at all, yeah. at all. You still have De- like guy with you still have Debo back, Samuel yeah. out there, and he was one of the most prolific receivers. Playmakers, period, in all of football last season. By the way, D- Rob, remember how Debo Samuel in the offseason was like, I don't want to be a running back. Right. I don't. I, st- I believe he got the first touch of the game, and it was a, run- right. it was a running play. And they kept running him, too. Uh, it looks like eight carries, 52 yards. Yeah. And he dump trucked some kid in the end zone. Like, I, but here, Here's what you I, should I, be concerned about if you're, if you're a Niners fan. Debo Samuel, who without George Kittle is easily your, your number one and probably your number two off, uh, option on the outside. Mm. Targeted eight times. They were only connected twice. That, I just saw that. Like that's, Trey Lance no bueno. right now is not a quality NFL quarterback. I, I don't think he's a starting NFL quarterback right now in the NFL at this point in his career. And that does say that he can't become, but again, because that roster is Super Bowl caliber now, this goes back to the bigger conversation we had about Dak. It's why if I'm Jimmy G, I don't look to get traded to Dallas. I'd much rather wait mm. a month, six weeks, and see if wait for trade info. exactly. If you well, let me just say this, Rob. Uh, I I did rattle off some of the Cowboys' upcoming games. You know who else would love for Jimmy G to go to the Cowboys is the TV networks because you know they love to put Dallas on. So next week. Uh, Cowboys Bengal is the marquee 425 game on CBS. I'm sure that's a Romo Nance game, right? After that, they are on Monday Night Football against the Giants. So now it's Cooper Rush and Danny Dimes. Okay? Then the Washington is a regular 1 p.m. game. After that, marquee game 425 on Fox against the Rams. That's going to be the big window that everybody gets. After that, Sunday night football against the Eagles. So you're going to get a heavy dose of Cooper Rush in primetime big spots if they don't get Jimmy G. What's the earliest they can flex those games? I know late in the season that they can. No way, dude. You can't do that until like December. Jeez, man. That sucks. I mean, yeah, that, that's not even an option. So, well, the guys um, at CBS got to be licking their the chops, Cowboys. right? Yeah. I mean... Because they, I they get the AFC games anyways for the most part, so they already ha- probably had a better option. But now that it's Cooper Rush and company... Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage... 
The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We obviously have to talk about the big stuff first. Dak, significant impact. I mean, this is brutal for the TV networks, for the Cowboys, uh, D- Dallas fans. And remember, this is a franchise who can't have nice things. In the last 20 years, they have not had one back-to-back season where they were um, a, a positive win team. Like, they haven't had two straight seasons over 500 football. It's just, it's just they can't, for whatever reason, unlucky. And now you got Tyron Smith down, and now Dak down. And it just, oof, it's it's brutal. We touched on Trey Lance and the Niners. Bad, bad loss. Um, Rob, would you rather talk Chargers Raiders or Packers next? Because, I don't know, I, I watch a Chargers game closely. I have a, way too many Chargers friends now who uh, have season tickets and listen to the podcast. So I feel like we need to kind of get them up near the top. Uh, <laughs> but, Rob, uh, uh, Devontae Adams looked freaking awesome. I mean, he... 17 targets, caught 10 for a buck 41 and a tutty, 
and he sh- totally clowned. And Asante Samuel had a good game. I like this guy. He's a, he's a tough player. He made Samuel look so silly on a route and then shook him in, the, in space. Like, Devontae Adams is, is a superstar. All that being said, again, as we predicted, Raiders offensive line, full of turnstiles, Carr sacked five times. Khalil Mack had three of them. And it, it, this is what I thought was the most impressive about this game, Rob. So Justin Herbert, I have a man crush on. I'm a huge fan. Like, I don't own any NFL jerseys. I might have to get a Herbert jersey. He's slinging it around, and the most impressive thing, Rob, Mike Williams, only two catches. Keenan Allen left the game with a hammy, in the, I think, at halftime. So in the second half, he's throwing to these guys, okay? Somebody named Trey McKitty. Never heard of him in my life. Xander Horvath. Sounds like a bad guy in Game of Thrones. DeAndrew Carter, who caught a touchdown. I mean, you know. Rick, Richard Rodgers, I think he used to be with the Packers. Um, I, I was stunned. Herbert is making these random, ordinary dudes look like ballers. And it, it's a little troubling that the Chiefs didn't blow the Raiders out here, given how well it appeared the Chargers played. Uh, I think they had a missed field goal. The Raiders had three picks by Carr. This should have been a route, Rob. How were the Raiders still in this game? I, I don't understand it. Well, it's part of the reason why I had the Raiders plus three and a half, and I was feeling really good even when they were down early in that game because, look, Justin Herbert is a stud. He is fantastic, and it and it pisses me off to this day that a franchise like the Chargers fell ass backwards into what yeah. m- might be the most talented quarterback we've seen in like a decade, even more so than Mahomes and Allen, in my opinion. I think Justin Herbert physically is just awesome. But the Chargers have this thing where for all of their talent and all of their pro bowlers and their quarterback, they find ways to let teams hang around. That You're never going to get a comfortable Chargers win. That's why they're always going to be like 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, like it's just the way that they operate. And it's why I thought the Raiders might be able to at least keep it close, which they did at the end, but maybe steal it. Um, having said that, I pick both of these teams to make the playoffs. I'm still feeling good about that either way. But when the schedule came out, one of the things that I said was, I'm really upset that we get the Chargers in week one because I knew the offensive line was going to be bad. And the last thing you want to do with a bad offensive line that hasn't had time to gel at all (laughs) is you get Bosa and Mack in week one. And it just, that's exactly what happened. They wrecked the game. Even Derek Carr was bad with the three turnovers, but the one specifically to Devontae Adams, Adams has his man beat for a deep touchdown, but Derek Carr's guys yeah. all around his feet, so he can't step into the throw. It hangs up and interception. That was yeah. It was like a balloon up there. Um, quickly on the Raiders, they did a good job against the run. That uh, uh, they only rushed for what uh, seventy six yards. Zeke uh, Austin Eckler couldn't do anything. Didn't have a carry over ten yards. But Crosby and. Chandler Jones, like, it just didn't work, or the Chargers' offensive tackles are that Oh, yeah, good. Rashawn Slater um, erased Chandler Jones. Yesterday. I mean, J- Jones is a non-factor. Um, this kid, Nate Hobbs, had a couple nice plays. I'm not really familiar with his work, but um, Crosby, uh, kind of invisible. Listen, a gritty uh, showing, I thought, from the Raiders, but the Chargers, man, I-, I'm, I love this team. Now, the one thing to watch is they play Thursday against the Chiefs. Keenan Allen had the hamstring. If he doesn't go, you know how good the Chargers-Chiefs games have been. I, I just, 
it's going to be tough to back the Chargers. <laughs> Trey McKitty, you know, Josh Palmer, Gerald Everett. Like, I, I don't know if they'll be able to keep up, but obviously we'll do more on that game um, later in the week. The other one was the Green Bay Packers. Now, I mentioned the Chargers tackles have been awesome. Rob, the Green Bay Packers were without both tackles, and Aaron Rodgers felt it. He was getting just thrown around and ragdolled, sacked four times. I, I, I know that it looks bad, and they were getting shut out for most of the game. But I'll say this. Aaron Rodgers laid a perfect pass on the first play of the season for the Packers, right into the hands of the rookie Christian Watson, who, listen, we talked about him. He's a converted quarterback. The kid's a great athlete. He ran right by the Vikings cornerback. Had a touchdown on the first play of the season in his hands, and I don't know if he lost it in the sun or what, but he dropped it. Rodgers was pissed. And it was like, you know, if you catch that and score, completely different game. They drop it, punt, Vikings come down with a patented first drive touchdown, and, you know, Green Bay was playing catch-up after that. And, you know, I mean, Rodgers' top receivers were A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, the kid Romeo Dubs, had a nice, uh, solid game, I'll say. I think he had one drop. And then, of course, Watson had had a really bad drop. But, like, Sammy Watkins, eh. Robert Tanyan looked okay. But ultimately, this Packers team did not look great. I need to see the numbers, Rob. You know, some of the things I'm waiting for to come out later today is, like, cornerbacks in ISO coverage. How the hell did Justin Jefferson have 158 yards in the first half? Okay. And he had 82 yards after the catch. Like, he's catching wide open, just super loose against what I thought was a great defense. The guy finished with 184 yards, two touchdowns, probably won your fantasy game for you. Um, he was unbelievable. And I don't know. Like, we were on the Vikings this year. I didn't – I kind of liked the Packers in this game because everybody liked the Vikings. Obviously, I didn't – I got a little lucky there not betting them. But – Rob, this, this Viking team looks like it could be an 11 or 12 win team in the NFC. And it's, it's only one game, but they look really, really good. Yeah, I mean, all the hype that guys like you have put out in the offseason looks legitimate. And it goes back to the bigger point that we've been talking about pretty much all program is that there wasn't anything truly shocking that took place on, on Sunday. You know, I mean, wipe out the, the Rams game on, on Thursday night and and the issues that we thought these teams would have came to fruition. The strengths that we thought some of these teams would have came true. And, and Minnesota has always had weapons. Kirk cousins may not be the flashiest guy, but he's a solid above average quarterback. And now that you have an offensive play caller that's willing to unleash Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin cook outside of run, run play action, third down run, run play action. They're like, this Vikings team is a dark door Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. And I think you even you've said that yeah. before that your long shot Super Bowl, I think, was Chargers Vikings, if I recall. I, I you know, I kind of I, I mentioned last week that I put the tickets in a safe, but I think I have a nickel on the Vikings to win the NFC. It would be a great, great payday. Uh, Vikings play the Eagles. In what could be an early NFC Championship showdown, I don't, I don't know. They play them next Monday in what might be the best game of next week. I did notice, Rob, as I'm going through all the games, I noticed something that was a not a huge surprise, but a mild surprise. Bill Belichick, not in that the fact that the Patriots got their asses kicked by Tua again. That's four straight losses to Tua for the mighty Bill Belichick. 
but I read friend of the pod Greg Bedard, uh, Boston Sports Journal, and he was apoplectic at Belichick's comments after the game, saying that it was a pretty even game. Two big plays, 14 points, really skewed the game. And, Rob, I, did, I didn't watch this game as close as some others, but when you look back at the play-by-play and you can watch the YouTube condensed version, you know, the Patriots were never in this game at all. They trailed by two scores for 37 minutes. They were down 17 nothing to a first-time rookie head coach. I, where is Belichick getting pretty even game from? Like, the, the, the Patriots were never a threat in this game, ever. And again, if you look at the gambling market, the Dolphins took money early in the week, and the Dolphins rolled in this game. And that was kind of the theme throughout. Like, a lot of the gambling folks were right. I mean, the one they were wrong on was the Jaguars. Uh, they were right on the Browns. They were right on the Texans. They were right on the uh, Steelers, right on the Giants. You know, like, the market kind of was accurate here. And adding insult to injury, remember Rob at the draft? The Patriots drafted this guy, Cole Strange, and everybody's like, what the hell? He's not in any mock drafts. Who is this guy? First-round pick. And, of course, everybody's like, wow, it's a Patriots. Got to give it the benefit of the doubt. According to Bedard, Cole Strange got benched in the first half. He was struggling that badly. And I know we're all talking about Dak and the um, fractured thumb and the needing surgery. Mac Jones, who took a bit of a pounding, had to get x-rays because of a back injury and ducked the media on Sunday. Rob, listen, I know I had said seven wins for the Patriots. I'll leave you with this stat. Since Tom Brady left New England, the Patriots are 17 and 18. That's it. And on deck, if Mac Jones is hurt and his back thing's bad, Brian Hoyer or something named Bailey Zappi. That's his real name. It, it, listen, Did you say something instead of someone? Something, something. named Bailey Zappi. I don't know Zappi. what Bailey Zappi is. That sounds like some kind of like some kind of new age sneaker or something. You know what? Um, I kind of agree with Bill Belichick in this one. Oh, you think it was close? I, I don't think it was as bad as the score would indicate. Um, the first drive of the game. Patriots are moving the ball, interception. Field goal, they're moving the ball again, they got a punt. Then it's a fumble touchdown for Miami, so it's 10 to nothing. And on fourth down, right before the half, uh, Tua hits Waddle for a quick slant and he outruns the defense. After that, Miami didn't do much of anything. It was three and out, have a nice drive, three and out, three and out. So... I know that Tyreek Hill was really feeling himself after the game with how. Yeah. If, if you haven't Shades if you haven't room. seen the video, video, yeah, just go watch it, America. What's it's kind of funny. You you guy. would think that they just won the Super Bowl. It was Pat Bev esque, you know, when when he jumped on the table for the Minnesota winning the play in game against the Clippers. But also, did you notice he he was wearing the shades and moving his head like he was Stevie Wonder? <laughs> It, it, you see it, that? It was like I was like, "What is wrong? What's it up? Was interesting. Is this normal for Tyreek? I don't remember that in Kansas. I, I don't either. He's now South Beach Tyreek. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's just for an offense that only put up thirteen points. You know, I I I didn't think that it was, you know, as big of a beatdown as I think a lot of people in New England are going to feel like it is, um, because 
we knew coming into this season that the offense was going to be bad in New England. I mean, there was enough reports, even coming from beat reporters, and we've talked about this before, beat writers go out of their way to be positive so that they can keep their relationships with the team so that they can still get access to guys like Belichick, guys like Mac Jones, whoever. And even they were saying, like, look, this is embarrassing. Like, every joint practice with the Raiders was another touchdown. Oh, Ra- they can't run the ball again. Raiders get another interception. Mac Jones is 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 throwing his helmet on the sidelines. Mac Jones is having to call players only, you know, conferences after practice to go over the offense. Matt Patricia is going to be calling plays and he wasn't even a good defensive coordinator, you know. So we kind of saw this coming and yet you wipe away that fumble touchdown, it's a 13-7 game. If I, I, I just just saying spin. you drink it at Belichick Kool-Aid. Um you know, I'm sure the Arizona Cardinals will probably like to play that game. Well, you know, <laughs> you know Mahomes had five touchdowns, but 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 um, one one non-surprise. And remember, this was the game early in the week. We said, "Wow, this this line jumped from three to six and a half. What the hell?" So some professional gambler saw something. Now, I will just say this: I, listen, you guys know I kind of have a soft spot for Kyler Murray and Arizona. I, I'm going to make some excuses for them that I didn't make for San Fran. Arizona was missing like five starters, so. Let's just settle down with an overreaction. But the defensive game plan, right, was to blitz Patrick Mahomes. Now, we've talked in life there are some dumb things that you can do, right? Like you could go on a first date and you could talk about like religion or your ex or politics or something. Like that's dumb, okay? Um, I think getting on an e-bike with no helmet, I think that's kind of dumb. And I say that because a lot of people in my town have e-bikes. I, I need to get one. But I see people without a helmet. I'm like, you're going like 30 miles an hour, and there's a lot of people on their phone while they're driving around now. That's just dumb. Well, blitzing Patrick Mahomes is insanely dumb. This is Rob. Rob I, this stat's incredible. He has never been blitzed on over half his dropbacks ever in his career because he shreds. So what did Arizona do? They blitzed on over half of his dropbacks, and the result was four touchdown passes against the Blitz. Mahomes finished with 360 yards, five touchdowns, six for six in the red zone, Kansas City rolls. Like, we've seen Mahomes for like four years now. Like, that's just idiotic of Arizona. Now, I'm not going to blame that on Kingsbury, but that is insanely stupid to try to blitz Patrick Mahomes. He torches it. And they still did it anyway. Um, I think Kansas City, you know, when you, it's tough to say they look the most impressive, Rob, because they were going against a beat-up Arizona team. I mean, the Cardinals were throwing to guys like kind of borderline practice squad dudes. So I can't freak out there. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Can I freak out, Rob, briefly about the New York Giants prediction? Absolutely. So Mark Sanchez comes on to do the herd, and we're talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Tennessee for um, Giants-Titans, and he's talking about Nashville. I was like, Mark, I'm giving this to you because I like you, and you former Jets quarterback. Giants with the points and on the money line. And him and Cowherd look at me like, is this guy crazy? And I quickly explain, like, listen, Daniel Dimes – uh, Titans are missing Landry. Like, there's something here. By the end of the week, Coward had come around on it. I don't know what Sanchez thought. I'll maybe see him and find out. But the New York Giants were down 13 nothing, And on the road, came back Daniel Jones. I don't know if you saw this, Rob. He, this was for the lead with like eight minutes left through a bad interception in the fourth quarter. Like, Saquon Barkley comes out of the backfield. And Danny Dimes is just eyeballing him the whole time. Throws it, and of course it's intercepted. And he's just like... What the hell? So Brian Dable goes over and kind of got pissed at him on the bench. If you haven't seen it, look it up on social media. Dable's kind of animated yelling at him. And he's like, and then he points at the clock like, you can't do that dumb shit. All you need to do is settle for a field goal. We got to get points there. Well, they get a little bit lucky, get the ball back. Saquon Barkley, who basically had the best game of his career, I don't know, he had 140 yards when he went over the left side. 17 and a half yards to carry. And they get in position, and they get the win, and then they go for two. 
Like, that was kind of exciting, Rob. And, and the Giants have been one of the most unwatchable teams in the last five years. And that was a hell of a win for them. And, and, and I'm a Jets guy, so I should not root for them. But I was kind of impressed. Danny Dimes earned the nickname on Sunday, let me tell you. <laughs> 17 of 21 for 188, two tutties and an interception. I mean, he was under pressure, to your point. You know, with the interception was bad. He got sacked five times. But... Brian Dable, I think that it's why I wasn't so quick to say that the the Bills should be the prohibitive favorites to win the Super Bowl. Brian Dable can coach his ass off. And what he did with Daniel Jones in one offseason is nothing short of a miracle. I mean, he looked bad under the Joe Judge, uh, Ben McAdoo, you know, Tootle. Yeah, he just looked horrible. And in his first live action that counts with Brian Dable, he looked like a serviceable game manager, can do a couple of things here and there if you give him the opportunity. And suddenly, you know, with Dak being out and I don't know what to make of Washington yet. I mean, who's to say that the New York football giants can't make a run at the NFC East? Yeah, no, they, I think they were like plus 700, plus 800, and I took a little nibble. Uh, they, they're going to need some injuries to the, uh, the Eagles because that Eagles offense is like a juggernaut. Um, they just sliced right through Detroit, which didn't put up much resistance. Um, you know, I know, Rob, the Jameis Winston fans, and there are like at least a dozen of them, are, are going to be like, how do you not mention the greatest comeback in Saints franchise history? Apparently... It was the biggest fourth-quarter comeback in the history of the New Orleans Saints. They were down 16 in the fourth, and a lot of it has to do with just the Falcons being inept. Rob, I saw this stat. Um, the Falcons are up 26-24, right? There is one minute and 40 seconds left, and they're on the Saints' 42-yard line, third and one. And according to these win percent calculators, I don't know. Do you care about those? I hate or those not? things. I do. Those things make you convinced um, that Brandon Staley is a good coach with the with the Chargers. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> so, so the Falcons at that point were ninety nine point nine percent chance to win, but on third and one, Mariota fumbles. They recover, and then of course, what does Arthur um, Smith do? Panics. You know what? Let's just let's just punt it, which is idiotic. You punt it. Um, you try to pin them deep. They take over at their own twenty, and on the first play, Juice Landry gets loose for forty. Leads to the game-winning field goal. Poor Falcons. Um, I, I, the other thing that surprised me here during the comeback, and this is for the stat nerds, um, and if you're you know looking to maybe some fantasy stuff, so A.J. Terrell is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's young, though. He only gave up three touchdowns all of last season. Well, Michael Thomas, who missed all of last season, but was a stud before that, scored on A.J. Terrell twice on Sunday. So, Rob... Listen, I, I know the Saints look pretty bad for three quarters. Dreadful, if you will. But the fact that Michael Thomas is now beating a, a you know, top 10 cornerback in week one, the fact that the Saints are willing to come back showing some grit and resilience, and now they get Tom Brady, the guy who they've kind of, sort of dominated the last two years in the regular season, arrow pointing up on the Saints for you or no? Absolutely. I had the Saints winning the division before it started. Um, I, I, I love that defense. I think Jameis Winston, um, he's fine. And when you have Alvin Kamara healthy, I know he didn't have a big game yesterday, but we assumed Michael Thomas would come back and, and be healthy. That receiving court, to your point, is 
completely revamped from last season. And so long as Jameis can stay healthy, which he already had a, a, a run to the medical tent on Sunday, which was terrible news. Like as soon as you saw it, you're like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. I know he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I just I like I love their defense. I think that Jameis can do just enough offensively, and and they should be dangerous. And now when you see them, I think they they get Tampa this week. Chris Godwin looks like he's probably going to be out. He was already banged up with a knee. Now he, he had he had a hamstring situation. I like saying yeah, and so um, the the Saints are are going to be a tough out this season. Absolutely. Uh, I guess we can wrap up with. Um, I don't know. Do you care at all about the Scott Frost firing? Like, no. They five minutes into the NFL slate Sunday, Nebraska announces we're firing the coach who was supposed to resurrect our program. The only information that I loved about it was Rob. If they had waited until October first, the school could have saved seven and a half million dollars. They don't. They just said we got to get him out of here. We just lost to I don't know Georgia Southern, someone really bad, and they fired him. And it's like. You know, it feels like Nebraska's from a bygone era, right? Like the NFL when running backs mattered, you know, Florida State, Miami were on top, and Nebraska was, you know, Tommy Frazier and the, and the running, you know, the grounded pound. That's just, that's done in college football, right? Yeah. It's just over. Yeah, I guess. You were like a little kid. So no, I mean, I, 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 I remember the Nebraska being the greatest college football team in the country. Like, I remember the mid-90s and, and. How they would just run roughshod through everybody. Um, I remember Eric Crouch winning the Heisman and, and them promptly oh getting gosh. smacked. I think it was by Miami in the championship game. Um, oh but the the one thing I'll say about Scott Frost is this: is it's it's got to really really suck when your dream job you have it and you just completely wet the bed. Like it's one thing to get fired. Like let's say he was coaching at. at you know UCLA, whatever it's an okay school, and he just flames out. You know it happens, <laughs> but by all accounts, this is where he's always wanted to coach is Nebraska. It's always been his dream to be the head coach in Nebraska. He gets there and just falls completely flat, flat on his face. So in that regard, I feel bad for him. But given that they fired him before his buyout dropped like in half, it's hard to feel that bad for him. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's got a couple of Benjamins that he can sleep on to stay warm. <laughs> um, so. You know, uh, we're not going to really talk about Baker Mayfield. He was pretty bad for three quarters, woke up, and then they lost to the Browns. Shout out to the 21-year-old rookie kicker who banged a 58-yarder, Cade York. Did you see the kick? 58? I did. For the win? First NFL game? That's a pretty awesome story. Sucks to be Baker. Um, Does suck to be Baker. Quick fun stat. So I didn't know this, Rob. Did you know that Baker Mayfield led the NFL— in balls batted down at the line of scrimmage from 2018 to 2020. I did not know that. 44. I didn't know that either. Baker in the first half had four batted down at the line of scrimmage, five for the game. Yikes. Now, what's interesting is Kyler Murray is, I think, the shortest quarterback. Why doesn't that ever happen with him? I'm sure it does, but I did not know that Baker was the worst at that. And and it's funny that the Browns were able to take advantage. I guess having seen him forever, they know the tendencies. And he looked really bad for three quarters, then uncorked that bomb to Robbie Anderson. Um, and they nearly won the game, but alas, they did not. Um, and then any you know final thoughts on Jets, Ravens, Rob? Uh, 
I just there's just zero talking points from the game other than that Joe Flacco attempted 59 passes. I think the bigger talking that's point not, um, was was uh, yeah actually before the game. I think the game was that very good. I expected more from Baltimore to be honest with you. I thought that they let the Jets hang yeah, around, sleepy. you know, a little bit yeah. longer than they should have. Um, is Jay Glazer saying on on national television on Sunday that the Ravens have already decided that they're going to franchise? Lamar Jackson if they don't get this deal done in the in the offseason. So mm. that this could be going from I don't know 45 million dollar guaranteed is bad but it's just like not when you're when when the NFLPA is saying Lamar you got to hold firm and get this fully guaranteed contract and the Ravens are already preparing like well fine we're just going to franchise you that just to me that was kind of a downer. It kind of sucked. Yeah, it it certainly uh, seems like it's headed that way. I saw that he was offered more guaranteed money than Russell Wilson and Kyler, but what, what does he care about that? Um, he did look like a different quarterback. Only ran six times. By the way, the Ravens had a career, uh, uh, sorry, a low rushing total of the Lamar era. 63 yards. That's it. Now, I don't know if that was the Jets or they saw something in the secondary they could take advantage of, but Lamar had three long touchdown passes. Listen, the guy looked good. He's easy to root for. And I just wonder, are we going to try to see, because he didn't get the contract, Lamar saying, I'm sorry, I'm not putting my body on the line. I'm not rushing the ball 10 times a game. Uh, I mean, again, it was the Jets, so we can't read too much into it. But I don't know, Rob. I, I would personally love to see this. It's got to be awkward, right? I mean, I'm looking at last season for Lamar. In the first game against the Raiders, 12 carries. Game two against the Chiefs, 16. Then there was another game, 7, 7, 14, 8, 12, 21, 9, 17, 8. Six carries is lower than any game he had last year, with the exception of the Cleveland game when he got hurt. And that was not on a run. That was, like, under under pressure. So it's pretty clear maybe Lamar is I, – I, well, let's just say we'll monitor it. It's only one game. It is the Jets. It's not that relevant. But, um, damn, Rob, we went long, long, long on a Monday. But I we could do another hour easily. But I've got to get – to the herd yes i will continue to be on there as long as they'll have me i did sign a lengthy deal so i guess i will be <laughs> longer than i thought um I, I you know hold your heads high cowboy fans it's not the end of the world just you know the end of the season <laughs> real quick rob um denver seattle you obviously are on denver i had bet denver at minus wait a minute what did i get I think it was minus five in Vegas. It's now six and a half. I think the books kind of got hit hard, although they won on teasers. I, I just I don't see how Seattle keeps this close. That being said, um, it's rare that we get back to back primetime blowouts. It's just the way the the NFL works is odd, and the fact that the Cowboys did nothing leads me to believe Seattle at home will do something. Um, I will go. 31 Denver, 20 Seattle in a, in a plucky uh, showing from Geno Smith. I hate how close we are in, in this situation. I had it also Denver 31. No. <laughs> but I had Seattle 16. 30, okay. Um, so we're kind of in the – now I, I – Oh, this computer's so slow. I'm trying to look at the total for the game because my 50 seems a little bit high. 
Uh, the total I'm seeing right now is 44.5. So that's way, way, I'm way high on that. You're a little closer to market. I will be rooting for Russell Wilson, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.